Hey everybody, my name is Ethan Boggs. I get to be the pastor of Vibrant Church here in Columbus, Mississippi. And today I'm at the Pastors Roundtable and we're talking about serving others. Check it out. So Martin Luther King Jr. said, everyone can be great because everyone can serve. Such a profound statement. That's good. What do you think, Pastor Tommy? Yeah, it is. I mean, I think that serving is the lifeblood of kind of who we are or who we should be, especially in the kingdom of God. I mean, when it comes to serving, we have the best example, which is Jesus. Come on. You know, and, and when he came to this earth, you know, we, we focus on the importance of the cross and, and the resurrection of Jesus, what he did through, through his death. But there are so many moments where he served. You know, John right. chapter 13, mm. talking about uh, washing the feet of the disciples. Mm. You know, this you're yep. talking the Savior of the world, mm. taking time to wash the feet of those that in reality served him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that is an example for us to follow in our life and our relationship with God to serve, to give of ourselves uh, to each other. And, you know, here at, at Vibrant Church here in Columbus, you know, serving is part of our identity. Yep. Right. That's yeah. what we do. Right. And and we have a, a great portion of our church <laughs> that is connected through serving. And I think it says something about someone who is willing to serve no matter the place of service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that matters because we have we have <clears throat> so many people that make things happen week to week here that people don't even know. Mm-hmm. They're not seen. Yep. They're not heard. People don't even know that that's happening. Right. And so it speaks to the heart of that person kind of walking out uh, Jesus. I mean, all of our, all, Pastor Tyson, our worship team mm. is full of people who choose to serve. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. what? what's it like seeing a team come together to serve for that one purpose? You know, uh, it's, it's very encouraging. You, you know, you think about our team uh, faithfully every week, you know, whoever, who's ever uh, scheduled to serve that Sunday, getting here 6, 6.30 in the morning on a Sunday, it's like, yep. man, that's early. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> some of us don't even get up, get up that early to go to work. You yep. know, but people <laughs> are faithfully just showing up, smiles, energy, and like what we all get a chance to experience and worship together on Sunday. You have a team of people that's like, man, they're here, you know, hours before service even starts just to prepare our hearts and, yep. and get ready. And it's like, it's encouraging, you know, when people just are so invested in like, we get to do this. We get to serve in the house. We get to to lead. And uh, it's, it's, it's special. It's special for sure. And the thing is about the local church is, you know, when people see, when they see like a local church and a church building in a local body, a lot of times they'll just think, you know, Sometimes they'll see something like this and they'll say all they need is people to serve and to work and mm. you know there's big monster churches need help and and all they're going to do is use people and spit them out and I've I've heard all that and it's it's this can't be any further from the truth mm-hmm. you know I think what people have to understand our, our our attitude as a church and church builders church leaders and pastors in the kingdom is we don't want nothing from you we want everything for you come That's on right. serving is not. Obviously, it fulfills needs that we need as a church body. We need people in kids' ministry. We, we need people to serve in sound. We need people to serve, serve in lighting. We need people to serve in different facilities. Right. But we, we want you to serve more than we need to be served. Mm. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So what we want to create 
is an attitude at our church that people understand we don't have to do this. We get to do this. Yeah. Right. This is a privilege of a lifetime to serve in the kingdom of God, to build his great church. Mm-hmm. And to, to, because the church is God's plan A to save the world. And we've heard it said a hundred times that there is no plan B. So I just believe in what the mission of the church. And I believe people need to be participants in that. Mm. Um, I think we have to be careful a lot of people, you know, I recently read a study that said 50% of the people who attend church will never serve in your church, never serve. Mm. And and the 50 who do serve will serve in different capacities. So they're not all like very busy in the church, may just serve once or twice a year at one event for an hour and a half or something. There's, there's, it's just a different kind of spectrum of people who serve. Mm-hmm. In the 50% group, I would encourage them that church is not a spectator sport it is a participation it is right. it's full right. contact yep. you got to be engaged you got to be a part of this you 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 want to be like mark chapter 2 those four men mm-hmm. we don't know their names we don't know their background we don't know their stories <clears throat> but all he knew all we know according to the bible is that they carried their friend to jesus that right. that's a beautiful image of service right mm. in particular a church setting uh, because what they were doing was they got up on the roof, removed the tiles to drop the man who was paralyzed into the presence of Jesus so that Jesus could heal him. That's what we're doing week in and week out here at our church right. and many right. churches all over the nation is a lot of times people could say, why do you need worship teams coming that early? Isn't that extravagant? Why do you need your building cleaned like you do? Why, why do you care so much about yard maintenance? Why do you mm-hmm. care so much about kids' ministry and cleanliness and security? and all? Why do you go through such extremes to have a church? Are you just showing off? No, no, no. We're trying to remove the roof. That's it. That's right. We're trying to remove yeah. the obstacles for people who are paralyzed, mm-hmm. broken, shattered, mm-hmm. lost, searching, sick, and mm-hmm. bound to meet our Jesus. Because mm-hmm. we know we can't do the healing, but we know we can remove the roof. Yep. That's it. Come on. That's right. And, and, and we got to work <laughs> like it's all up to us, and we got to pray like it's all up to him. Mm-hmm. And so when I see a church that has a healthy volunteer culture, that that is a selfless group of people right. sure. following the Great Commission, going out, compelling them to come in, getting their hands on something mm-hmm. to, to, to advance the kingdom of God. And I believe in the community. I believe in, uh, we do all kinds of outreaches and missions, but I'm a big believer. Jesus said, I'm building my church. Yeah, yeah. I want to hook up with what Jesus is building. Yeah. He actually said the gates of hell, we're talking about the power of hell itself, could never deter the church off its mission. Mm. Doesn't matter how, how big, no, it's not going to happen. He's like, it's going to be all right. That's what Jesus is letting us know. Yep. Like you're hooked up with something that literally is invincible in a sense. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to hook my family up to that. Mm-hmm. That's right. I want to put my resources into that. Mm-hmm. I want to put my time into that because I mean, I, I want to hear from you guys, but I, I want to make sure that when I get to the end of my life, that what I contributed to was not something that will burn up with hay and stubble, right. as the scripture mm-hmm. teaches, but it will have eternal value. The Bible says that will follow my my works will follow me into heaven in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. So I uh I mean what do you guys think of that? Well I, w- I was thinking just a second ago, you know, your perception of church changes when you choose to serve. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we we can like you were talking about being a spectator, church mm-hmm. looks a particular way. When you are 
spectating. And there's a there's a time for people to do that. They're mm-hmm. coming in, figuring out a church, figuring out what things look like, what what they believe. But when you take the step into serving, yep. your perception of this weekend experience mm-hmm. changes because you see all of the lifeblood that's going in to a service. You know, I was thinking about uh, on Easter, uh, whenever our Easter services that we had, several hundred people physically came to know Jesus. Well, there were people that were putting packets together, mm-hmm. <clears throat> resourcing. You know, God used you to bring the message and give the altar call. God used them to create, to put resources yep. together. Yep. To, to resource these people and equip them to as they go forward from here, not to just take this step and, and just say, well, that's it. No, to continue to grow and develop. We each uh, here at Vibrant Church, our serve teams are called Vibrant Dream Team. So that's we refer, if you hear any of us say Dream Team, that's what we're, that's what we're referring to as our serve teams. And each, uh, the first Sunday of each month, we do a large huddle with our Dream Team in the lobby. And that's one thing that we always try to, to say to every person that's serving yep. is that everything that happens is a part of your contribution. God put us together, created this opportunity, but you're contributing to what God is doing in the lives of people that are here. You contribute to that, and it makes such a difference and creates a different posture from where you serve when you realize, oh, I'm not just holding a door. Mm-hmm. I'm not just fixing a cup of coffee. No, no, no. This is creating an opportunity for someone to maybe know Christ or get free from addiction or have depression removed off of their life. All of these are proponents of people who serve. Uh, we read the study talking about when people come to attend service, come to attend a church for a first time. It's like the first six to eight minutes they make a decision on if they're ever going to come back. Yep. The large majority. Who do you think is yep. making that impact? Yep. Those people serving. Mm-hmm. Parking lot teams. Parking At lot our church, teams. we have parking lot teams mm-hmm. and, and coffee greeters, teams. We have greeters. Kids yeah. check-ins. Guest yeah. services. All that. Uh, tons mm-hmm. of they haven't heard If they came 10 minutes early to church, they haven't heard one song. That's right. They haven't heard one scripture preached yet, and they've decided if they're coming back. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. Or not. Mm-hmm. And that shows the power of, of serve teams. And, and what that looks like, but, but not even, and, and I'll kind of pivot for just a minute away from this, but service goes beyond the church. Mm-hmm. It goes beyond just us coming together. We've talking about serving teams and, and things like that, but we are to serve daily, yep. serve our spouse, serve our children, serve the people that are in the, these men that are sitting right here serving one another you know to honor that person to care for them to show that you love them and you know pastor Aaron I will I will say this you you have had a a profound impact on my life from the place where you serve and so what what is it like for you where does that desire come from to serve especially the way that you do because it makes a difference in people's lives yeah and thank you for saying that number one uh blown away but uh, I remember interning under a guy, and he's a missionary in uh, Thessaloniki now in Greece. And he would always ask me this question. He was like, what are you doing for God's eyes only? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you doing? That's good. For God's yep. eyes only. That's and that's so just. Good. He would ask me that every day in the summer, you know, <laughs> what are you doing for God's eyes only? Oh, wow. That's good. So it's good. Really just kind of trying to lead and, and serve. And I remember another guy here recently, he said, you know, it's not about how many people you can be over, but about people you can be under. Right. Yep. So, mm-hmm. and that's a, I think we see that modeled, uh, Philippians chapter two, verse three, it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or mm-hmm. conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. That's good. So we yeah. have to count people. Yeah. Like people are impressive. People are valuable. People are interesting. You know, we have to find humanity yep. interesting. So, and I think there's there's a quote that we've all heard that says, before people care what you know, they have to know that you care. That's right. Mm-hmm. And essentially, we as the church have a message to get across to people. It's the gospel. It's hope. It's love. It's the the mercy of God, which is why we provide a service. We even call it our service, right? Sure. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, service. Yeah, yeah. So we, we call it a service that people come to and mm. people are serving people from the minute they pull onto our parking lot because we want them to care about what we know or what we're trying to convey to them. That's mm. good. Man, it's so good. That's good. Another thing, too, I, I, again, I was just thinking about how – we are blessed uh, here at, at Vibrant to have a culture that's generational. Mm-hmm. It's not just adults. It's not just adults serving. You know, there's students. There's mm-hmm. these different areas where people. It, it's honestly, it's amazing to see. And I, I'm not. I'm not saying again. I'm not saying that Vibrant has figured it out. There are many things we try to do better to honor God each and every week. But I do think that it's impressive, the fact that we have students that, that especially in, in their generation, what, what do you think's calling them to serve? What do you think's provoking that in them? Yeah, I mean, um, when it comes to getting people outside themselves, you know, you talked about Jesus modeled it. Jesus talked about, you know, the greatest of those that think they're going to be the greatest will be the least. Yep. And those that will be are the least will be the greatest. So putting people, counting people as more valuable than yourself um, is the best ROI, return on investment you can give in regards to how we serve. So, you know, with our teams and, and what we do and hopefully with our lives, when we look at that, like there is no better return on investment than when you serve someone else. Yep. No, period. Yep. If you can find it, let me know. If you can find it in the stock markets and you can find it, you can find it in Bitcoin and you can find it. There's no better return on investment. And, and I, I mean, personally too, and I know for all of you, you know, being in ministry or just, just being a believer. Okay. So this goes outside of the four walls of the church right? that you can see when you make an investment in somebody, the life change that happens is more fulfilling more rewarding than anything that any praise somebody could give me mm-hmm. any ac- like adoration or accolades somebody could send somebody the best thing you could tell me is like hey by the way that person you invested in that person you served yep. like their life has changed mm-hmm. and to me when i go to bed at night like that is so fulfilling. That is so powerful that, that to me, that, that gives me peace of mind to be like, okay, I did, I did what I need to do today. 
Now, we don't always see the return on the investment right off the bat. So sometimes we think in serving, especially in the ministry world, sometimes we think like, man, I want to see instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Yep. But really what you're doing is you're planting seeds. And sometimes, you know, some, you know, some plant, some water, God brings the increase, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to bring the increase. So we have, we have those moments where sometimes just don't get discouraged in your serving. Sometimes people don't feel the benefits right off the bat. And I would just say, I'm still like years down the road. I look back and there's, there's still benefits that I'm reaping from serving and from people serving me, mm-hmm. they're reaping the benefits of like vice versa, like what they've done in my life and like putting themselves, you know, mm-hmm. in a place like that. So don't, don't underestimate the harvest of what God will bring in your serving. And so we encourage, you know, we encourage our teams to do that. And, I think for all of us, even as parents and dads, I want to encourage my kids to yeah. like serve. Just don't get get into a pattern of of service and putting people before yourself and watch what God will do. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful thing. So watch this, Mark chapter nine, verse thirty-three. And they arrived at Capernaum and settled in a house. Okay, now they're they're in a house chilling out. And Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? I love this. Jesus is, <laughs> Jesus doesn't ask questions because he doesn't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Right? Jesus asks right. questions to see if you know the answer. It's good. What are you talking about on the road? But they did not answer because they had been arguing about which one of them was the greatest. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Like yep. mm-hmm. we think the 12 disciples, we think humility and <laughs> callings and purpose. And no, no, they were just like how we can struggle with those tendencies to want to be have the most followers on Instagram to get the most like on our family pictures to be the most noticed, to feel important, feel valid. Yep. He's like, he sat down. Like, I just love that. He sat down, called the 12 disciples over to him. And he said, whoever wants to be first, if you want to be first, must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. It's good. Jesus is Jesus is saying that kingdom principle of 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 growth and leadership. If that's, I know we're not talking that, but it's a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. It, it's who can get to the bottom first. Who can pick up the tab at the restaurant first? Who can open the door first? Who can that's who it. who can just get to the bottom? Who can empty their ego? Who can, mm-hmm. who's okay with not being noticed? Who's okay with not posting? Like, who, I always can tell, and I don't want to speak too general here, but I don't want to speak too specific either. You can tell a lot about a person by what they post after they've been with somebody important. That's good. Yep. They just can't mm-hmm. let that moment pass without posting it, huh? Mm-hmm. Because it gives them some sense of identity, importance. And validation. And it's like, like, can you be in the room of kings and not post it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? This is not about you. This is not about your ministry. This is not about being famous. This isn't. If God, I always say that if God opens doors and gives us more notoriety as a church, or He blesses our personal ministries, or whatever that looks like, hopefully that's because God opened doors. Mm-hmm. And not because we pushed them open. Yep. Mm-hmm. Come on. Through networking. Again, I'm all okay with making friends and connecting, but you also don't want to like force things that just feel that they're not organic. Mm-hmm. If you just serve Good. and just be in your place. So whether it's 
I mean, somebody asked me, how did you get to this place? I wouldn't even know how to answer them. I would just say, I don't, I don't know. I think I was just faithful in some seasons, and God's shown his favor on us. Mm. And and I think I love what you said. What are you doing? Say it again. For God's, God's eyes only. only. For God's eyes only. How good That's is good. that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when, when you're in my position, uh, it's just a lot of eyes on you. Mm-hmm. And everything you do is normally felt or done, or if you do some, you know, you send... 50 people to some place to clean up a school grounds or whatever. It could be seen. It could be noticed. It could get accolades. But really what the challenge of that Jesus told them is, hey, listen, we're not going to talk about who's trying to get number one, who's going to get mm-hmm. the most followers, who's going to get the conference circuit, who's going to get mm-hmm. to lead worship at that event. That's not what we're talking about. If you will go to the bottom, yep. I'll, I'll get you to the top. That's not mm-hmm. even the issue. Like I'm God's just looking for vessels. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And what I find it just takes humility to be a servant. Yep. And God says he resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. He resists the proud, keeps them afar off the scripture says service reveals your heart of humility that God can work with. When there's humility, God sees that you've emptied your ego and God says I can trust that. Mm-hmm. I can try. I'll skip right over King Saul. I'll skip right over him and go to a shepherd in a shepherd's field that don't care if anybody sees him. Mm-hmm. He he don't need a bunch of attention. But I I can look at Saul and see that he's head and shoulders over everybody else. Good looking, everything's going good for Saul. He's but he's but he's also arrogant. Mm-hmm. He he won't repent when he messes up. But I can go find this little shepherd boy with green eyes. The Bible says, well he. Well, Theologians believe he had green eyes and red hair. You know what I'm saying? It's a good looking guy. Wait <laughs> a minute. I'm just telling you, read your Bibles, people. Anyway, Correlation? So, I'm just saying. But but like David was Shepherd's Field guy and not mm. seen by people and yeah. not and but God was like, I see his heart. That's what I can work with. Mm. Somebody who doesn't care to have that kind of attention. Mm. And uh I think that's what God can be attracted to when he sees an attitude of like, I'll get to the bottom first. I don't care if I'm seen, mm-hmm. you know, if, if God puts you in a position where you are seen, that's just make sure you just keep your head down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when you feel low, keep your head up. <laughs> and then when you're back on top, put your head back down. Mm-hmm. It's like, you cannot let yourself believe that you're important. Mm. I really mean that. Like, it's, it's a stench on that. Mm. You ever talk to somebody in a conversation you just feel like, good Lord, all you've done is talk about you. <laughs> you and, and when you talk to somebody who thinks they're more interesting than you, how yeah. annoying is it? It's exhausting. Mm. It's exhausting. Mm. Yep. I think sometimes we just think we're very interesting. <laughs> and <laughs> what we're doing, we're going to post it. And it's like, no, no, no. What am I doing for God's eyes only? Yeah. Mm. It's really yeah. good. You know, it's the thing about that too. Um, how in the culture we live in, like it's it's all about like just being busy. Sometimes we wear busyness like a badge. It's like, mm-hmm. how you doing? I'm busy. I'm busy. I, I got stuff to do. I got things I'm, I'm trying busy to accomplish. Badge. Yeah, I'm just like yep. I'm going, going. <laughs> and sometimes we uh, uh, forfeit um, taking the opportunities to serve people in 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 the name of like I got stuff I got to do. I got stuff I got to get done. Mm. And I think a, a great story of that is is the Good Samaritan. You know, there was somebody in need that mm-hmm. needed service, that needed mm-hmm. relationship, that needed something. Yep. 
and the priests and, and the you know temple assistant was like they saw the need it was like I got stuff I got to mm-hmm. do you know I, it's somewhere I got to go so they just like passed them by you know uh, you know but the Samaritans like saw the value in serving saw the value in helping saw the value in just mm-hmm. being a part slowing down enough to be like man you matter you matter you know mm-hmm. how can I help you how can I serve you um, you know who who who's to say the Samaritan didn't have stuff he had to do too <laughs> you know that he had to get to but you know he was willing to like slow down enough to to yeah. value. That's good. Serving and value relationships and value like you know, I'm I'm, I'm not trying to get to the next thing to just like disregard other people. Uh, That's good. So that story just just reminds me like you know Jesus said like who who was the good neighbor who was the good servant who was the mm. and the disciples were like well the Samaritan he like well go and do the same go do what he did like slow down sometimes and like value people because uh, it matters and it makes a difference. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's the principle you know you want to go fast you go alone. You want to go far, go together, like mm. bring people along, serve people, lock arms with those around you, count people as more important than yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good, Pastor Tyson. It is funny too, you know, when God comes to earth, God, Jesus, son of God comes to earth. And like one of the first steps he does, he's about to launch out. He gets a team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gets mm. people together, mm-hmm. starts working together. Starts talking together, mm-hmm. starts eating together mm-hmm. to do life. And Jesus served his disciples. Mm-hmm. He washed the feet of those guys, yeah. which was like kind of a low, a lowly act at the time. And yeah, I think it was Peter was like, Lord, no, 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 we're not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And Jesus yeah. like kind of got on to him again. Peter's always getting yelled at by Jesus. <laughs> I love it. And Jesus gets on to Peter about it and uh, like pretty much saying, you know, you, this is this is what I do. Hmm. Yeah. Think about that. God doesn't have to do that. Right. I mean, I think we got to put that in perspective. Mm-hmm. I know I've said it on another podcast, but like God doesn't have to serve us in right. any way. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the fact when he came, Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, how he interacted with his disciples, he could have came in like a king. Mm-hmm. He could have came in like royalty, could have came in making demands and had every right to. But he comes in, enters the scene of humanity in a little village called Bethlehem with a teenage girl. (laughs) What a humble way to enter earth. Creator who could literally destroy the earth Mm -hmm. has come in (laughs) in a farm, in a cave, that, that's how our master came. That's how mm-hmm. God decided to come. Mm-hmm. Think about that. That's mm-hmm. how you, that wouldn't have been how I would have came. Mm-hmm. Like there'd been no way if I've slept in heaven, I'm sleeping in a cave. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like I'm not doing, that's mm-hmm. how God decided. He said, I'm going to serve. Mm-hmm. I didn't come to serve. Excuse me. Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. Mm-hmm. I came serve. to serve. Give my life as a ransom. Like think of that. Mm-hmm. Think of that. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, I'm, I'm coming underneath humanity, wicked, sick, yep. depraved, sinful, mm. selfish, angry, proud, human. I will step under and I will serve you. Mm. And, and, and his, the greatest expression of his service was the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we see that is that while we were yet sinners, Christ died the ultimate act of service, mm-hmm. 
no greater love than this, than a man who lays down his life for his friends. He, the, the greatest expression of service is him giving his life. And when you th- really think about how uneven that trade-off is, <laughs> like he took all our sin, all our shame, all our wickedness, all our pride, all our sickness, all our disease, all our hardness, absorbed the wrath of God on the cross, was then buried three days, resurrected. We know the story, but the Bible says in Corinthians that he hath made him to become sin who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Think about that. So he treated Jesus like he should have treated me. Okay. And then he treats me like he would treat Jesus. That I'm the righteousness of God. Mm-hmm. That's service. That's love. Yeah. That's care. And we can't open a door for someone at the bank. <laughs> and we have unforgiveness toward people. Come on. And we can be bitter and say we don't have time to deal with that or serve at the church. It's like if you knew how much God has served you, yep. God yeah. got down on his yep. knees and washed your feet. Yep. Yeah. In essence. He mm-hmm. served you just by giving breath in your lungs today. Yeah. And, and he consider, doesn't consider yourself served. <laughs> it's just one of those ideas that I think humbling ourselves is an absolute yeah. necessity to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's it's again going back to the idea of like, when's the last time we've stared in the eyes of that revelation that God doesn't have to do anything? Mm. And everything you know about God, anything that you and I have understanding of God is not even close to full comprehension. Hmm. And then we kind of piece these thoughts together that God owes us something. And call. why did you let this happen? And why do bad things happen to good people? Hmm. I heard Sproul say it like this. That only happened one time and he volunteered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not anybody good enough to receive answered prayers from God. Yep. <laughs> That's God being a gracious, good, loving father but he doesn't have to be any of that. So I think it's really important for us to understand that we serve because we have been served. I'll just quote the other scripture. We love because he first First loved us. us. I don't think you'll serve well until you know you've been served first. That's good. If you do it, because you may do it out of selfish ambition, do it to be noticed, do it for this. But if you really are doing it, for the sake of what Jesus has done for you, you're coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. And that well never runs dry. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And people get burned out on serving. Bur- I'm burned out. Well, you're probably doing it for the wrong reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. And I get understanding boundaries and being careful with our schedules, but there's just an element of if our motive is correct, mm-hmm. if our if our if our roots are in the right soil. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this as reasonable service unto God, mm-hmm. then I think we will we will have a different spirit, attitude, and energy about service mm-hmm. to others and the church, and that we'll be willing to do things that only God's eyes can see. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it's the reason we can do things that only God's eyes can see because Jesus did something that all eyes could see. Mm-hmm. <sighs> think of that. That's mm-hmm. good. The Bible says openly experiencing the cross and shame and taking that moment and God Bible says struck his son according to Isaiah and 
the greatest act of service. Now we have the the ability to genuinely serve humanity. Jesus said uh, that they could see your good works. Mm-hmm. They that humanity will see your nice good works, yeah. and they will glorify the Father in heaven. Yep. yep. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. I was thinking too about you know you, you just kind of alluded a little bit to serving and going to burnout. You know, if you think about a tree, a tree will not die until the center of it or its roots have some kind of issue. So it can lose a branch mm-hmm. and it will it will heal over that that spot and it'll continue to live. But when the inside starts having issues, maybe something has corrupted the inside of it or whatever, it can lead it to a path of death. And in serving, you know, we, we try to tell people all the time, it's important that you don't serve yourself out of church, that you serve from a place that is, you've shared this before, even in our, in our team meetings, you serve from that place of overflow where you're constantly being fed and constantly being kept and constantly, if, if you're serving, 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 serving and not feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding and feeding, that tank's going to run empty pretty quick. Yep. You're going to dry out pretty quick. And, you know, I, I think that it's important that in our serving, in our desire to do well and honor God with our time, talent, and, and treasure, to be able to do that, I think that it's important that we do not get so just overwhelmed with the idea of serving that we forget that we need to be served as far as our, when you sit down at a, I love to eat. It's like, I'm better at that than just about anything in the Come world. On. <laughs> when you sit, when someone sits a plate down Crazy. in front of you and they have served you something delicious to eat, you're not going to go, oh, well, let me go get this and this and this and this and this. And this. No, it's been served right here. All you have to do is take it. All you, this is it. And so that's, that's how serving works. Serving, you can't just serve, 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 serve and not feed. Mm-hmm. and not eat and not not get in the word of god and and be a part of services and be a part of worship and be a part of hearing the word you have to have that mm-hmm. to keep you nurtured and keep you whole and and when you do that then i think that it's also important that you remember the place that you serve from so we've talked about jesus washing the feet a lot that was a common it was a common thing to wash your feet before entering someone's home. It was a common thing. And it wasn't something that, well, that's just common. No, Jesus did that common thing. Wash their feet. I'm going to do this for you. I, this is something, this is how I want to serve you. And so I think in the church is we should never serve from a place of, in, in my opinion, and I, that probably sounds a little sharp, but... We should be careful not to serve from a place of, I serve so I. You see what I'm saying? I serve so I get to do this. Or I serve so I get this ability. I serve so I can sing on stage. I serve so I can lead uh, belong, which is uh, something that we do Mm -hmm. here to help assimilate people into the church. You can never serve from that place, but to serve from the place of I serve because of you. I serve because of what Christ did in my life. When you serve from that place, it's just something different. There's just something 
different about that. And I'll, I'll even ask you, uh, Pastor Ethan, you and I uh, and all of us really have grown up. We've seen church a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. We've seen it. So like here uh, at Vibrant, when you see people serving and, and people leading and people taking charge of things that some people wouldn't want to do. You know, we have a team here at the church. It's called the Campus Care Team. And they go around and keep restrooms clean between services and during service. And that's not something a lot of people want to do, but it's a great team. Yep. For you as, as a, our lead pastor, that has to in some way encourage you mm. to know that the, not only the people that you're leading are serving, but that the people that you're leading are serving in a way to honor God. That has to encourage you. Oh, when I look around on a Sunday morning and I see people between services straightening up chairs, getting gum out of wrappers and, you know, just fixing, giving envelopes and water bottles and somebody left a Yeti cup or whatever, like (laughs) they're between services and they're normally not seen. They're not on the stage. They're not on a platform. People check in bathrooms and parking lot. People have no clue sometimes the amount of people. It takes just to make a weekend where we can serve our community and honor Jesus Christ every week. Mm. When you're in my position, I can't do everything. Right. So I, I, on the weekends, I do my best to get my head, my heart right, to have a word from God, to speak to the people, to bring people to Jesus, to encourage the saints, like doing all that. Um, And when I look around, I mean, hundreds of cars here on a weekend, I, when I pull up, I get here pretty early, and these this back parking lot is full already, mm-hmm. full of just people already serving here before the lead pastor. That's not how I grew up. Lead pastor was always there first. Yeah, he unlocked unlock the door. Unlock the door, <laughs> turning on the lights, you know, all that fun stuff. And, uh, yeah, because my dad uh, pastored for years, and we were the first there and the last to leave, and we cleaned the bathrooms, and we uh, I remember dad having us taking – we had those, you know, those – bulletin boards in front of the building there and he'd have us replacing his handwritten announcements we'd had the stick back up uh but what dad was showing us was service yeah and when i look around i'm so thankful for the years that i was shown the importance of service in our own lives and ministry but i look around and i'm so thankful for the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people mm-hmm. that are a part of serving in this local body mm-hmm. Um, and churches all over the world. Mm-hmm. We are better because of that little guitar player in the back of that church. Mm-hmm. Just know yep. that. You you may not be attending a large church, but that, that sound guy, that church of 50 people, you matter. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The guy that's, that's mowing the yard at that little country church on that back road that 15 cars a day drive past, but you mowed it, to God be the glory, man. That's right. yeah. If you're that mom in there just helping in the nursery or you... Some moms got together and had some food for someone who lost a family member. Church could be 50 people. What are you doing? You're serving in the kingdom That's of it. God. So I want to help you. Our context is larger, but there are a million ways that you can serve people. I remember I went to a church in Kentucky. Um, this pastor is known for pastoring. Like he's just a really good pastor. And he was fussing at his staff one day about, and I was there for the day, about how he was mad that there was not frozen casseroles in the freezer at all times. I'm like, frozen casseroles? I, did I miss this on the Church Growth <laughs> magazine? I don't know what he's talking about. He wanted frozen casserole dishes of 
food in the fridge that when somebody passes away, they their church, and this is in his context in Kentucky, this small town, their church will be the first to have food at their house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Isn't that something? And again, people can laugh at these small churches or whatever, but dude, they're yeah. they're serving their region. They're doing it. That guy figured out how to do it his way in a region like and so yep. to me, there's a million ways to do this. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is is wash the feet of people. Mm-hmm. Get get Lower your estimation of yourself. Yep. Value others. Serve people. Make eye contact. Love. Do adore. I, I'm telling you, there's a million ways in a million different contexts. And if you want to be great, as Martin Luther King said, you can serve. Yep.